Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? It's going, uh, I don't, I don't want to say like seven kinds of good, but like at least <laughs> three, right? I was, I was terrified you were not going to get that at all. Yep. Yep. No, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah, everybody else is like, what are these assholes on about? Ooh, for first swear, just right out of the gate, man, you know? Well, you know, when you spend all day bushidoing blades like I do, you, you can't, you just can't, you know, screw around. You gotta, you gotta, like, dive right in. Uh, Sledgehammer first. You gotta, you gotta dive on in. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, like with your katana or with your wagas, or no, they don't have wagasashi. It's it katana, broadsword. There's a, a nodachi. That's the big one. A nodachi, yeah. 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 But anyways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we played Bushido Blade, which is um actually newer than I thought. Um Yeah, it came out in like 2018, right? Yeah, it was like this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of playtime in. Yeah, no, just very, you know, you, you buy the digital download, it's on your console at midnight, right? And then you, you just... <laughs> really, really, it was just you having a fever dream. Like all of a sudden they see on the news, like you're just sitting there in like full traditional Japanese <laughs> garb in the middle of like I-95 with, you know, like your katana out. Yeah. Well, I think it's a katana, but it's actually like a tree branch. <laughs> no, it's 97 though. I mean, that's, that's like, right? Like, yeah, that's. That's nigh on into high school. Like, I mean, the game's the game's still old enough to drink, though. Oh yeah, no, certainly. Um, but but I think uh, we're going to repeatedly see some weirdness from this time in history because uh, ninety seven is late in the game for video games in general, but it's really early in the three D era still. And so, uh, let let me let me set the stage a little bit for Bushido Blade. Um, Bushido Blade is a fighting game. Uh, it's not a standard fighting game. It's an arena fighting game. So there's, uh, like freedom of movement across multiple screens, uh, semi-realistic damage. Um, it's in 3d, right? And 3d -hmm. fighting games aren't always, I mean, I think the newest street fighter has even gone back to 2d. Like it's not. 3D fighting like, games Dragon are not well. has gone back to 2D. Yeah, like the it, new whatever one. There's there's just not a not, not a well accepted uh, belief that 3D fighting games are even a good idea. And this was very early in that learning process. And also, it's made by SquareSoft, mm-hmm. which, which does not have like a super illustrious fighting game lineage. So you have a fighting game made by a non-fighting game company in 3D that decided to embrace a ton of variations to the fighting game formula. And so, uh, I mean, I'm going to save how I felt about it to the end, but like that is not a recipe for automatic success. Like if you were drawing up a business plan and you looked at that list of, of descriptors, you would not point to that and be like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, no, it's not something where you'd be like, hey, you know, I've got a plus 20 to hit and, you know, they've got a 20 armor class, so I'm rolling for ones. Like, this is a, 
you know, I have a plus one to hit and they have a 22 armor class. <laughs> I am rolling for 20s. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have nostalgia goggles for this game. Uh, mm-hmm. This was definitely a game uh, that Brian had and that him and I used to play together a lot. And I realized playing this game, like I've realized with some of the other fighting games we've played, fighting games are really designed to be cooperative experiences. And this game has a story mode, and we'll get into all that. But they, a lot of the stuff they added is in support of how do we make this a more engaging single-player experience than like a Mortal Kombat or a Street Fighter, which is just punching the computer in the face with, you know, a single move until it falls down because the computer doesn't get angry at you and throw the controller in the wall and then be like, I'm not playing <laughs> with you anymore, right? So it's cheese fighting and then the other like, it's a legitimate <laughs> tactic. Exactly. So, so uh, this doesn't um, lose the, the support that a, a two-player experience would give it, but they did try to up that, that one-player experience. Um, that being said, all of my nostalgia goggles for this game are playing it two player, right? It, mm. It's all just Brian and I wailing on each other. Um, I'll, I'll give away one of the mechanics right now, which is this game has one hit kills. There's no health mm-hmm. bar. And so if you're sitting side by side, you know, cross-legged on the living room floor with your friend and you're playing a fighting game where every match is like a grudge match in Super Smash Brothers, it's just like one hit kill, one hit kill, one hit kill, instant reload, instant reload every single time. It that is a slightly different experience than like a Mortal Kombat or a Street Fighter or whatever, which tosses you back to the character select screen and like makes you choose the level you want to play in again and mm-hmm. makes you choose all that stuff again. Bushido Blade is just like murder, 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 right? But that's the two-player experience, not the single-player experience. So basically all of my nostalgia goggles are the murder, 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 murder with another human being, not really soaking in the story mode. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, because I don't know a good place to fit it in. So in lieu of my nostalgia goggles, I will tell this story, <laughs> which is, um, you know, I sat down to play this game because we, we were recording a little bit later than we normally do because, you know, um, I just had a, a lot of stuff going on. And I was like, I was like, I still think I have enough time to play, get in Bushido Blade. And you're like, eh, there's a lot to this game. So, you know, let's let's just punt it a little bit. So we give it, you can you can have some more time to like really sink your teeth into it. And I beat the story mode in about five minutes, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, I stopped and I looked at Megan and I was like, what? There is, I've got to be missing something because there's no way. I mean, I, and I think what I said to you is I was like, there's no way that Lions punted us recording this. I literally could have started the game while we were doing introductions. <laughs> and by the time Lions got through his nostalgia goggles, have had the entire one player experience like I've got to be missing something. And so then we sat there and talked about it for a little bit and you unoccluded some of the more <laughs> nuanced mechanics and things that might have gone over a less adroit person's head like myself. Um, is that the nice way to say it? That It is. And, and I think <laughs> y- you are... I don't want to say like you in my experience playing dozens and dozens of video games with you is that like you put your head down and you just plow through a game because you don't always do that. But sometimes you do that. Yeah. And this game is like a perfect storm of not made for you (laughs) because 
there's very, very little that is conveyed about what you might want to prioritize in your life when you play this game, right? If you're playing two-player, it's fairly straightforward. I'm trying to kill you. You're trying to kill me. Yeah. But when you go into the story mode, there's a lot of options, and the game doesn't even tell you that there's a lot of options. So the the fact that you felt like you had seen everything and that the game actually still had a bunch of other stuff to offer is... I mean, it's it's questionable, right? Like it's 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 understandable how not only is that the way the game kind of behaves, and we'll you know we'll obviously pick it apart, but like that's also like d- running directly parallel to mm-hmm. the way you approach some games, which is just like, well, I did everything the game asked me to do. Game just didn't ask me to do anything, <laughs> so right. now what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, because it's just kind of like it's like you know. Basically, the the goal be like because what they they did was they set a goal that you could see right you know like you know get 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 through the story right like like you are now fighting this person fight this person you know now fight the next person defeat these people as far as you're concerned as far as you know you're set up to the goals like defeat people escape the 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 training kage. The Assassin's Guild? Yeah, the Assassin's Guild. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so to escape escape the Assassin's Guild, right? And so, you know, like, you walk up to the first guy, you hit triangle, killed him. Walk up to the second guy, hit triangle. I'm like, I'm, I am moving closer to my objective, you know? <laughs> Man, I'm great at this. And so, like, it's like walking through this, you know, kind of tunnel where there are all of these, you know, where where what you don't know is that there are like these like pathways leading off of the tunnel that lead to like these beautiful gardens and like spectacular <laughs> fireworks displays. But at the end of the tunnel is the thing that says goal, you know, and you're like, <laughs> I'm just going to keep moving towards this goal. And it's like, hey, you want to check out this other pathway? It's like, maybe, but but the goal's right there. And being a uh, a little bit of an achiever... <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, well, no, I'm a socializer killer. So, but anyways, well, and and yeah. you just made I'm me a social killer. <laughs> yeah, that's. I only kill you, socially. You know, I I'm can just... control it. I can stop killing whenever I want. <laughs> I, I I only kill socially and after breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> and sometimes to prove a point. <laughs> um, no, you you actually just made me think of this in a way that I hadn't framed it in my mind before, which I'm kind of proud of. Is uh, the idea that there is a a somewhat clearly labeled goal on a fairly linear path from here to there, but there's all this crazy nonsense off on these side paths, and the crazy nonsense is really way more fleshed out than the clear path from here to there. You know what that sounds like? A JRPG. <laughs> you know who made this <laughs> fighting game? A JRPG company. Like... I'd never thought of it that way, but the fact that the the primary stated objective is actually, you know, 10% of the overall experience compared to all of those, like, side paths, yeah, that's exactly how a lot of JRPGs are, and this game was made by one of the most famous JRPG companies on Earth, so I don't know if that's necessarily an accident, or if it's just so built into their DNA that, like, they couldn't even... They're like yeah, they're well, like how else would you make yeah that's just I how mean, games are made <laughs> well i think it's it's very it may very well be you know like the you know yeah they're just kind of like how like they they made bushido blade and everybody's like you know this is nothing like any other fighting game they're like how else would you make a fighting game very much so you know how like when 
you know, like DC makes a superhero movie and it's complete and utter garbage. Like, how else would you make a superhero movie? This is obviously how you do that. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I need you to at least admit Wonder Woman is fantastic. Wonder Woman is fantastic. I'm really, really hoping that, you know, Wonder Woman is fantastic. And I'm hoping that they manage to somehow like create an alternate universe and like (laughs) retcon her into it and then burn everything else to the ground. I burn would... everything else to the ground like Zod tried to burn those people before Superman snapped his neck. You know what? We don't need to get into it. <laughs> I, I would be totally fine if the third Wonder Woman movie, because the second one, that story is already, it's a, a mid-quel, you know, it's between mm-hmm. movies. But if uh, if the third Wonder Woman movie is like, you know, in the year 20XD6, you know, some terrible thing happens to Earth that has these people as Batman and Superman, and then it explodes but Wonder Woman survives and yep. goes to this other earth. Well, like that, no, I mean, that would be I wouldn't that movie could be 30 minutes long and I'd be like, good. Here's my good. $18. Well, because I mean they already like have established that like there are multiple in like the DC comics, there's like multiple earths, right? And the Flash can move fast enough to like move between dimensions. So like, you know, like there's some like horrible apocalypse right and then like the flash just like snatches wonder woman and they both bamf out because i'll i mean like i don't got anything against the flash the flash is okay yeah he was you fine. know yeah he's fine you know and then like they bamf out and they're just kind of like you know the destroyer of the multiverse is coming you know like whatever but anyways that but about bushido blade <laughs> see that wait, relates to bushido wait what are blade. we talking about <laughs> blacked out there for a minute <laughs> Um, yeah, so this game has graphics, and we should talk about them. Uh, and I don't think it's unfair to say that this is an early, low-poly game. Uh, the graphics have aged horribly, but particularly the cutscenes. Because they, <laughs> they try they try to render higher-res you know, figures during the cutscenes... And man, they just make the graphics in Final Fantasy VII look like the graphics in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, they're so, <laughs> so uncanny, so everything looks like it's made out of clay and then coated in a thin layer of plastic. The eyes are nightmare fuel. The mouth movements are totally... Because they they didn't really have the money at this time to localized mouth movements so the mouth is it's like a uh uh, a bruce lee movie you know it's just like the mouth is still moving for japanese but then they just dub over eight like it's so i mean the graphics are terrible like they're just they're really really bad yeah yes yeah and 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 so one of the things though that you know i always i always try to be fair and i execute it perfectly every time um so (laughs) so so uh, you don't you don't try to be fair you just always are fair well, I mean, I do, I do work at it. I do try. It's just the difference is between you and me is I'm always successful. You just bat a thousand. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, uh, but I mean, I work at it. You know, it's it's hard work being this awesome. But uh, so, I was trying to say like because like the old like you know N sixty four, um, the N sixty four low poly stuff like I didn't find quite as grating as some of the low poly stuff we've seen like on the PlayStation. Definitely not as grating as it was in this game, and I'm like, what? What is it that's that's bugging me so much? And it's it's the, the the textures, you know, like a lot of the Nintendo stuff was like flat colors, you know, and this was like everything's textured. It's all got it's all has like painting on it, you know. So it's not like a brick wall, like isn't like they'll make it into a brick wall, and it's just a painting of brick on a wall, and it's so dense that it makes it look gritty. 
And I think that that was intentional. I think that they were like, we can do things in three dimensions now. Let's try to make this as real looking as humanly possible. But it doesn't come across as looking real. It comes across as looking like cluttered, dirty, and visually unappealing. You know? Yeah. And so and this game that. suffers from uh, one, a lo- basically every early PS1 game did that, right? Very few of them went for solid colors and gradients the way that the N64 tended to do. Um, Two, Square at this time, Squaresoft, but you know, now Square Enix, uh, they have always had an absolute rager for the best possible graphics quality they could squeeze out. And at the time, you could look at any game and be like, this is one of the best looking games that currently exists right now. Whatever the latest Mm -hmm. Square game was, it was probably one of the best looking games on that console at the time it was released. But that doesn't mean that all of those design decisions aged well, right? right. And and exactly to uh, in this game to have this like fairly realistic uh, setup and these fairly realistic mechanics are you know more realistic than most fighting games certainly are. Um, things had to be textured, right? The stone has to look like stone. The bamboo has to look like bamboo. The brick has to look like brick. The construction barrier has to look like a construction barrier. Like I get why they wanted to do the things they did, but they just they're pushing everything to its absolute limits and at the time i'm sure everyone was like whoa like yeah it's kind of a blurry you know pixelated mess but like whoa look at all the pixels in this pixelated mess all the dimensions we have 50 percent more dimensions than we've ever had before we our cup runneth over with dimensions you know what it is it's this is the 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 shag carpet of video game (laughs) visuals you know we're like at the time, everybody was doing it. And this is really, really good shag carpet. You know, like this is like the primo, like you can you could spill, you know, like like that blue liquid that they always spill <laughs> in like commercials on it, you know, and it and, and, and then you mop it up and it would just it would come right up like this, this is great shag carpet. But then, you know, when <laughs> when you when you purchase the game, you know, 30 years later, you're like, yeah, we got to we got to tear out all this shag carpet like. This is definitely, I can tell you the year that this shag carpet was put in. Yeah. Well, and the the worst is the people who were alive at that time, like we were, who pretend, well, I never liked shag carpet. Shag carpet was just the worst, right? Yeah. And I mean, I fully admit that these graphics, for the most part, are just eye bleach, right? They're just total, they're just garbage. <laughs> and And here's the thing. I'm actually, I'm not as broken up about the low poly faces and the JPEG expressions and the everything is a texture that is, if you're more than a foot away from it, looks super muddy and pixelated. That actually doesn't bother me as much because I feel like those were, those were them trying to push the boundaries at the time. The things that I'm actually like way more angry about and feel like I have righteous anger about is a lot of the characters because they're dressed in, either traditional or stylized traditional Japanese garb, they have flowy parts, right? Like big sleeves or um, I don't know what you would call it, but like the little, you know, tunic that would like hang down in between your legs, right? Like on, on a stereotypical, like sexy ninja kind of costume. I have no idea if there's any historical accuracy there or not, but you know what I mean, right? And like, I think you lost historical accuracy at sexy ninja. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that there were ninjas and that there were some that were sexy, but I'm sure that no one trains to be a sexy ninja. But I mean, I don't know if that's yes. even loosely based on a real kind of clothing. 
Oh, I do remember the, seeing something back in like the 1600s where there was a group of sexy ninjas. <laughs> there, yeah, see? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I remember seeing something about that on Extra History. Hey, Extra History at us. <laughs> I remember seeing something about that on the History Channel right after <laughs> aliens built the pyramids. Hey, aliens. <laughs> So that was anyway, a very visual gag. It was. Um, I don't know if everybody knows you had your hands up. I don't know yeah. uh, if if any of those clothes, other than like the kimono, have any historical accuracy. And certainly the skin tight costumes don't. Um, but the the billowy ones are just constantly clipping through everything. They clip mm-hmm. through the person who's wearing them. They clip through the walls they're standing near. They clip through their opponent. They just they clip. They clip through themselves. Like sometimes they'll like double back because the wind effect goes totally bonkers. And that stuff I actually find way more offensive because that kind of miserably bad collision detection is funny when somebody's skirt is going bonkers. But that also means that the hitbox is garbage because they don't do good collision detection, right? And these things are different technologically, but there's a lot of overlap, right? If you have really crazy like clothing and hair physics where stuff is just clipping through solid objects all the time, that doesn't bode well for your collision detection for like, did my sword pass through your face? Yes. Did you survive? Yes. Did you survive <laughs> the second time, even though they looked identical to the player? No. Why? Who knows? The collision detection is garbage, right? So, like, that actually, to me, is the part that is more egregious with the graphics is all of the textures and silly faces and impossible body shapes and stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, they were doing the best they could with the stuff at the time because they wanted to push boundaries. But the fact that that meant this unacceptable game-breaking trade-off in hitbox collision detection that to me is like nope this far no farther like you (laughs) you made the wrong choice you optimized for nightmare faces instead of making sure that when a sword passes through someone's neck they die like when the sword passes through their neck they should die every time yes yeah just like like gamma radiation kills you every time kills you it doesn't make (laughs) you into the hulk sometimes you know always yeah but like yeah yeah that was that was definitely um I mean, that was just, again, you know, I remember at the time, like, pretty much every game, you know, had some kind of, like, weird thing where, like, stuff would clip through walls and things like that. One of the things I did not think that they did very well, and it just definitely is something that maybe could have gotten better if um, if I played hours and hours and hours and hours of it. But that being said is I didn't feel that the game telegraphed very well. In the sense that, well, let me phrase that. They they didn't telegraph well enough to where I felt that I could do much about it because the controls are very laggy, and we'll get to that in controls. But basically, like you know, somebody would like move in to do something. I'm like, what what what's happening? What's going on? And then, you know, they would swing at me, and I'd block it. And I was like, oh, apparently that that didn't register as a hit. Okay. And then they would do, again, like you said, like what seemed like the exact same move. And that time there would be that red spurt of blood and I'd be dead. And I was like, I don't I don't know the difference between the two moves that you just did. You know, and so so because of that, it just it felt very random to me. And uh, and then and because of that, because it felt random, I was just kind of like, okay, then I'm just going to do the move that has the highest chance of success, you know, which was predominantly triangle. Yeah. Head head chopping often is successful. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm with you that there's not 
really it it's kind of like oh this coin is so much heavier on the head side that it comes up heads like 65% of the time instead of 50% of the time i think it it seems like it like i've i've flipped it like 10,000 times and it seems like about 60 to 65% of the time it comes up heads which is statistically improbable right but that's not how you want to be playing your fighting game you want right. your fighting game to be like, well, when my sword goes through their neck, they die. If their sword right. goes through my heart, I die, right? And to feel fairly and, – and I know like we've talked a lot about like coyote physics and how sometimes the game will intentionally be broken to favor the player. And like I'm fine with all that. Like tie goes to the runner. Like <laughs> I don't – I'm not objecting to that. But if uh, if one person swings their sword and the other person blocks it – and then that person, the first person swings their sword in an identical way and it hits and hurts them but doesn't kill them and then swings their sword in an identical way and it hits and kills them and you have those three experiences and there's no obvious difference between them. That is really problematic for any video game, but it's extra super problematic in a fighting game, right? Right. Because, I mean, it's just like I don't know. I have no information about how to respond. So, like, when they swing their sword, it's equally valid of a strategy to stand perfectly still and do nothing. It's equally valid of a strategy to hit the block button. It's equally valid of a strategy to try and pre-kill them before they <laughs> kill me. Like, all of these are met with roughly 50-50 success. Yep. Like, that's just not that's not a satisfying feeling, particularly against the CPU, because it results in a lot of that was crap deaths. Whereas, you know, if your, your buddies sitting next to you, you can at least like, you know, elbow them hard in the ribs. <laughs> right. And then, then like you feel a sense of like camaraderie, like, yeah, we both know that was cheap. Right. But it, if yeah. when it's the CPU, you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. What, what just, what just happened, man? Yeah. No. And I think that, um, that, so I would make the argument that in most fighting games and probably in this one, is that uh, one of the core aesthetics is um, fantasy, you know? Mm. It's the idea that it's like, you know, you're the fighter. You know, like you're, you, are, you are a martial arts expert who is trained in the nodachi and the broadsword and also, you know, like also a sledgehammer, which I, I thought was... A, I like the sledgehammer. Yeah, right, because it's just kind of like, like, ooh, look at all these like highly trained weapons and also a sledgehammer you bash people's skulls in. But... Uh, <laughs> But yes, you are a highly trained martial artist. And and I think that having clunky visuals and also kind of clunky controls, um, but but especially like like visuals that that don't like you said, like it it's almost a 50-50 shot, even if it's 75-25, it means you don't feel like an adroit fighter. You feel like somebody who's, you know, got their eyes closed and says, like, well, I'm just gonna spin my arms like this. <laughs> and if you hit me, then that's your fault, you know. Like, so I just, I, as I was playing it and I, I put a fair amount of time in it, I just, I never came up with a better, like, I, I was never able to act tactically, you know, to where like, oh, well, this person's moving in like this. So I want to kind of like move out to the side and I want to like do this and do that. Cause it, it didn't really matter because if I, if he did thing, what looked like thing A, B and C, and then I countered, I was like, ah, but when he does thing A, B and C, the last time I did thing D, E and F and that countered it perfectly. But because the visuals are are off, especially because of the way that the camera can potentially move, you know, it 
it, it has a completely different result. And so instead of making me feel like an adroit member of this assassin's guild, it makes me feel incompetent, you know? Yeah, no, it, it, it does. I feel incompetent it, enough in the real world. It does totally devolve into the, you know, you're just kicking your feet out and I'm just swinging my arms around. And we're, we think we're having this super serious Kung Fu ninja fight. And everyone looking at us is like, hey, look at those two kids roughhousing, right? And it just, it feels totally random when the parents show up and yell at you. The kid who gets in more trouble feels totally random than the one who actually like instigated the clash. It's, it's not broken to the point where it's unplayable, but mm-hmm. the, the clunkiness of the combat, because specifically of the visuals, surfaces early enough in one player mode that you quickly are like, okay, I've seen what one player mode has to offer. I would like to play with another human now. And I have a little pet theory that uh, the game's makers actually agree with me because uh, in favor of a cool thing they did with visuals, all of the characters, because there's uh, six six characters, I think, and then there's a mm-hmm. you can unlock the guy with the gun because there's a guy with a gun. Uh, yes, I have a note. <laughs> about that i was i was i was displeased with that fact but yeah so you know there's the however many normal characters there are then gun guy and uh in versus mode um all of the normal characters are wearing an alternate costume the Mm -hmm. alternate costume basically for every single character is the vastly superior one like where they're dressed more in like traditional Japanese garb, like some modern, but you know, normal like Japanese clothes or like traditional like kimonos and stuff. And they they look less like comic book characters and more like, oh, these are just normal people who might also be assassins. That's what makes them terrifying. Real assassins would not wear fancy clothes to declare to the world that they are assassins, right? Right. (laughs) So so I I think it's, uh, the the developers are kind of pushing you toward versus mode by being like, hey, the costumes over here are so much cooler. <laughs> and and they do look a lot nicer. Like that whole mode is all the same environments, which are v- muddy textures, but varied, right? There's a lot of environments. Yes. And then uh, much better costumes on the player characters, which is nice. Um, so they, they, you know, they're using the visuals to steer you toward the gameplay mode you should be spending your time in. Um, yeah, and and one and th- th- I did have a couple of positive things to say about visuals. One of them is the character models are very varied and enjoyable. Like they're not they're not quite as like bananas varied as you know Street Fighter, where like they're not like like Blanca is not human, right? I mean, no, th- these are all regular people <laughs> that could exist. Like Zangief, like like I I'd like to think of myself as being in pretty good shape, but I mean like there's maybe point zero 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 times ten to the negative whatever you know <laughs> sixth percentage of people that are like look like Zangief and that is Zangief yeah um but yeah. but so, so they all they all are humanoid you know they're all human but like you know the the ninja like like each person looks different enough that I didn't feel like I was just kind of you know sorting through 15 different kinds of vanilla and there's one neapolitan ice cream and the person that grabs the neapolitan <laughs> ice cream is clearly the sociopath so you know like it, it was it, I, I did enjoy that because it did feel like you know and and then the fact that and we'll get into this more mechanics but the, each of them had their own fighting style also fleshed out the fact that they were 
varied. You know, that wasn't just like, oh, we're going to throw a different color paint on this car, like in Mortal Kombat, where it's like, well, everybody uppercuts, everybody has the same kick. There's just like three different special moves. It's like, no, they all fight differently. They all move differently. They all look very different. The, the styles are very interesting. They kind of speak to their character. So I thought the character models were actually very good. Yeah, and, and not to, to go into mechanics deeply, but um, the the character models also do communicate to you a little bit about how you can expect that person to handle. Cause like the, there's a couple of women characters, they are shorter and lighter and they don't function as well with the bigger, heavier weapons as like the bigger, stronger guy characters do, but their, their character models are also literally physically larger, right? Because if all of the men and women were exactly the same height and the men were stronger because they were men, like, that would be a little more frustrating, but it's like, oh, these these are smaller. There's also, there's a guy who's much younger. He's like high school age, and he also performs better with the lighter weapons because he is literally physically smaller, right? So I, I even though they don't really telegraph it as well as they probably could, um, they do communicate some information about how these characters will handle in their character models, right? Like big, tall guy, stronger than little short guy or, or little short woman. Like that's right. That's useful information in a game that has like semi-realistic physics and the worst hitbox in gaming. <laughs> and one of the other positive things that I thought was um, was good was the so the character models are varied and the and now's a good time to get into it the, the, because this is an arena fi- fighting game. The backgrounds, the settings are incredibly varied and contiguous in a way that seems to build out like a very fleshed out world you know so like as opposed to being like you are now fighting on the bridge of eternity and you are now fighting over the fields of elysium and all this <laughs> sort of stuff whatever you know fighting games do um this game like it's like like you are you know you are fighting in the gardens you are now fighting in this other place so if and even like there's an area where they were like uh, there was some bamboo and you know like the environment can get in your way you know so like literally you can you know jam out and then you know use the environment to to assist you which you know we could potentially touch on in mechanics probably won't get to it if i had to guess <laughs> but um but that being said is it you know the the background visuals were very very different and created a very fleshed out world which i which i thought was was pretty good well and they they try to tip you off because one of the things they this game suffers from is is not telegraphing anything so not just what works and what doesn't but uh, also you can like freely roam and explore the world and like move from area to area and i mean it has to load in the next area because it is a ps1 this, this game. game i think was set in like the 16th they didn't have to telegraph yet that's the problem as i you're right sexy ninjas yes telegraph no <laughs> Exactly, because because <laughs> this game cares about historical accuracy. <laughs> That's right. So um, you can like move from little area to area, but uh, if you watch carefully, uh, this is definitely true in the versus mode. I do not think this is true in the story mode. But in the versus mode, if you just continually do like rematch after rematch in the same area, the characters don't load into the same part of the map because the each mm. little space is actually fairly large. And the way they like show it off to you visually is they're like, okay, now you're going to load up here by the bamboo forest. Okay. Now you're going to load over here down, you know, on this lower part, uh, over by the, like the big stone wall. Now you're going to load over here by the bridge now, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. So it never loads you into an entirely different area, but it does load you all different parts around within that area. And I like that a lot because 
it visually it creates a huge amount of variety, which is nice. And it also is telling you like, hey, maybe like look around a little. Like go go look at all these visuals. Hey, there's like a door over there. What happens if you go over near the door? Right. So there's they're they're trying to use the visuals to convey some of that information, but you know, well, <laughs> we we keep dancing around the mechanics. I promise we'll get there. Um, the last thing I want to say about the visuals, though, uh, and if, if you have anything else, feel free to carry on. But the last thing I want to make sure I said is, uh, in my notes, I like read it. I started playing, and like thirty seconds in, I was just like, "Dat blood splash," because <laughs> when you land a killing strike, there is no doubt, right? You absolutely yes. know that you landed a killing strike. There's this huge blood spray. There's a little like electric like that happens along with it, right? It's just blood everywhere and and that visual happens only when a life is taken no one ever survives the blood splash never ever ever you never see blood except when someone dies right yeah when you uh this is the part that i i was excited that i recognized uh long after i had celebrated the blood splash if you block it makes a a little um green like mm-hmm. flash if you get hit and take damage because like your arm can be crippled, your legs can be crippled, it's a little yellow flash. So it's hmm. it's green when you block, yellow when you took damage, red when you die. And I was like, oh, Interesting. It's, yeah, there's like a little stoplight thing. Like there's no way yeah. that's an accident. They absolutely did that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. And unfortunately, I never got um, any limbs crippled or anything like that. Like I, I simply took lives. You know? <laughs> I, I crippled I'm, no one. I marched ever onward. I, I crippled no one. I either killed or was killed. Like I was going this apparently neck first into all of my opponents and, you know, seeing what, what went so, in there. So then did you not get to enjoy the persistent injuries? Cause I think that's actually a cool visual detail. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Okay. I so mean, so it, let, let's say uh, I'm, I'm playing the game on story mode and I get my legs crippled and then I go on to die and I say, I want to rematch. In the next rematch, I will have bloody bandages on my legs. Hmm. And like, if the way I died was that they chopped me in the head, then I'll have a bloody bandage on my head. If I got hit in the arm, I'll have bloody bandage on my arm. And because you can... Oh, I did have that. Yeah. Because you can continue infinitely, which is nice. Honestly, I love that they don't even bother with any nonsense. It's just infinite continues. Uh, You can get to the end of the game with like bloody bandages on your legs and bloody bandages on your arms and bloody bandage on your head. And it's like kind of a neat... Like, we're recognizing that, yeah, technically you died and the story mode should have ended right there, but that wouldn't be a very fun video game. But, like, we're going to remind you that you died. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, because I, 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 I realize now that I saw that because one of the characters I was playing when I was playing as her, she did have a bandage over one eye, but I just thought that that was the character model. You know, I thought that that was, like, her her costume because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that's that's fine. She's got something over one eye it's not until you said that where i was like wait i remember at one point when the other characters i had also had a thing over one eye at one point i was like that's weird that they did that with two characters and i just moved on with life and then think about it again um and so okay theory time so <laughs> so you get injured and then you die the injury persists but your death does not so do they have some kind of like Lazarus pit that they're tossing you into? <laughs> you know, it's like bringing you, but it is, it is forcibly putting your soul back in your body. However, like your body is still damaged, like, or, or, or is this like kind of, you know, oh no. Or is it like, it's Game of Thrones magic. That's what it is, man. 
You know, mm. it's like the, it's like when the sun god brings back what's his name. Yeah, nobody cares because he was kind yeah. of like an arrogant dick. Yeah, he was. But uh, or 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 worse, it's like the magic that brought back um, Clegane. You know. Oh yeah, no that that was like evil science. That was that was weird science, hey, but not no, not sexy kind. There's no such thing as evil science. Only evil people who do evil science. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a good clarification. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I I, I don't want to just keep crapping on the hitbox and the money visuals. I I think I've hit the end of my my notes. <laughs> Do you have anything else for visuals? Uh, no, actually. And and interestingly, during the entire time uh, we were talking, every time you were talking about the visuals, um, I was actually doing a commentary on the the music and audio because as I, I was as as vocal and as full of sound and life as the audio was because the silence was deafening man but how how excited like because i i remember <laughs> this game being silent so it's just like it's another way that they try and encourage the realism there's no music right there's no uh weird obnoxious ambient noises like everything sounds like you are in a bamboo forest fighting for your life against other assassins, right? It, it's a fairly realistic setting that they're going for. And I wrote down in my notes, I was like, no music, kind of weird, but I like it. And then literally I got to the end of that sentence and I was like, this will be George's favorite game. He has, <laughs> he has the ultimate excuse for having nothing to say about the audio. Nothing, nothing <laughs> at all. Yes, no. I, I did, I did like it. Like literally, you know, my note is, uh, what does it say exactly? It's like oppressive lack of music. It, it, I mean, it, it's weird by video game standards, but it does fit what they're going for. It does, and I think that this this game is like by definition just like you know. I think that, that probably the designers were you know like, hey, so uh, so we're gonna try this weird thing. And then, and this other weird thing, you know, let's just throw it all at the wall. Let's just try all the weird things, you know, let's try them all at once. So, because, you know, any good scientist can tell you having multiple variables all at the same time is absolutely the way to do a, a good science experiment. I mean, that's just evil science. It's obvious. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, like, that's, that's just all science. That's lawful, good, true, <laughs> neutral science, chaotic, chaotic, evil science. Um, and all this, I'm just picturing the Joker in a lab coat, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point <laughs> The point is that um, no, so I think that that you can make a case either way, and I do think that it is a preference thing because I think that you know like the lack of music is very real because uh, I mean most people, unlike myself, don't have a soundtrack running for their entire lives, you know. Um, that being said, though, is I think that the purpose of music in most places is to augment the feeling and help you immerse in the experience. Right. So the idea is that like, you know, I am not fighting for my life in a bamboo field. My avatar is. So the music is made to, um, help me feel that like kind of intensity you know like if it's supposed to be a strenuous time then the music kind of like like makes your heart pump a little bit faster and puts you in like a more strained place if it's supposed to be kind of like a nice calming relaxing beach that has calming relaxing beach music and so on and so forth um so normally when i see like the the use of lack of music is it is supposed to be kind of uncanny you know um yeah and i'm not and so so like so like it is it is a distinct choice and you can definitely make a case for, well, there isn't music. So why would there be? Um, so I, th I definitely would compliment them for trying it. I just think for me, 
that like it kind of pulled me out of the experience a little bit because then all I heard was just, you know, pitter patter, pitter patter. And like it, it, it didn't, it, it felt to me uncanny, you know? So so here's, I I agree with you, but for a slightly like a, a specific reason to this game, which is, I think the, the artistic, no music, right? Like Kubrick 2001 style, is mm-hmm. often the right thing to do, right? When it when it when that particular brush is deployed correctly, uh, you get um, the scene where uh, Tetsuo goes into space to destroy the laser, and all of the sound drops out. No music, no explosions, no people yelling. It's just this visual symphony of what your brain interprets as the sound of a space station exploding, but there's actually no sound at all in that scene. Right. And it's just an amazing scene. And they do the same kind of thing in 2001 and lots of other well-made space movies, you know, deploy that trick because we're used to like Star Trek and Star Wars, which you hear the explosions, you hear the phaser fire. Right. And like, that's fine. I don't, I don't think it's bad that those things aren't realistic because that's not what they're going for. And when you do pull out that, that realistic card, it can be very cool. Here's why it annoys me in this game, because (laughs) they choose to do the no music, which I like. I actually think it fits the theme and the tone really, really well. What would have maybe been nice is if they then said, okay, sound engineers, uh, we're going to have all this storage space on this CD for CD quality audio that we're not using on the soundtrack, and you all don't have to write any music. So instead, we're going to have you make like, 10 different weapons colliding noises, right? And those noises will give you lots of information and they'll tell you if you had like a really good block or like a kind of crappy block, or if you have a big heavy weapon with a wooden handle that hits against a metal weapon, it'll sound different than a, a another big heavy wep- wooden handled weapon, right? Like they could have done all of these things. They could have had like way more vocalizations, right? It's it's like a Super mm-hmm. Smash Brothers 64 level of vocalizations where it's just like the women both sound like Kirby. It's just like, hey, hey. And right. like the guys are all like, er, er. And it's just the same like two noises per character, like two, you know, vocal grunts. And that's why it bothers me because they took away the music in its entirety, Right. The little opening cinematic and the little closing cinematic, if you get to the end of the story mode, those have music, but none of the fights have any music, which I think is absolutely on point for the tone. But then to not redirect all of the remaining audio power that your team and the hardware would afford you and to use that to enhance the gameplay is just a startling lost opportunity, right? Even if the battle system is relatively simple and they're like, well, you know, we don't have 20 different kinds of collision detection. Hell, we don't have one kind of collision detection. They they still could have done like, okay, there's four different weapons hitting each other noises, but they all mean the same thing, right? Or, or Right? Or they're just drawn randomly, so it doesn't give you any extra information, but it just makes the world feel a little more rich, right? But they... Or, or there's lots of vocalizations, right? There's lots of dialogue and lots of like, you know, grunts of of exertion from the different characters. But they just, man, they didn't do any of that. Like, why? Why would you not notice when you're playing this game? Like, oh, there's this one grunt of ex, ex uh, you know, exertion that we hear like over and over and over. We got all this space on the CD, and we got all these sound engineers who aren't doing anything because this game has no music. Why don't, why don't we like put them to work? 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, I, I, I agree. I think that the they could have done a lot more with the the sound that they had that they didn't have. That, yeah, I think that, that that was definitely a, uh, a a missed opportunity because I think that it really could have fleshed out the world and made it a lot more real if like each person you know, like had all of their own all of their own voice lines. And I think especially because you can change weapons, you know, to like make easily basically, you know, make the um like when you're wielding the rapier kind of a more of a like a ha and then like when you're you know wielding the sledgehammer making it more of like a grunt you know like to kind of because you're like hefting this this heavy item you know um i think that definitely could have fleshed out the world a lot more but yeah basically the, the sound the the sound is very flat and it doesn't and as you as you touched on it doesn't service gameplay you know um there's at no point where, you know, like the, the sound is giving you information. And I think that coupled with the fact that the visuals aren't giving you a whole lot of information <laughs> means that you're not getting a whole lot of information about what's going on. Because that's the thing is that, the, is that there is a lot going on under the hood. It's just we're none of it's telegraphed again for I know for historical realism. But, you know, it does kind of eventually get a little old. Well, and, and to a point, it's like, well... They could have made the fidelity, you know, uh, orally a little higher, sorry, orally, orally a little bit higher by having more. You nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm. You oral nerd. I'm I'm alone in this, apparently. I can't believe you orally corrected yourself about orally. (laughs) Yeah, no, get off this nostalgic video game podcast, you cool kid. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, the audience can't see it, but I'm wearing sunglasses and smoking right now. Yes, on your skateboard. Um in your leather jacket. <laughs> With your slick back hair. Anyway, um they they had they don't have hair. <laughs> slick back beard. With the <laughs> <laughs> now there's a visual. <laughs> With the... Are you gonna make this point already? My God. I'm trying. This better be worth it, man. We've been we've been keeping them going for a I'm while. Trying it's gonna so be the hard. smart thing anybody's ever said ever. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have told you. Oh <laughs> no, but man, like they, they had they had the power, right? This is not a limitation mm-hmm. of ability or resources or hardware. And to have not capitalized on it fully is what really gets me because there is a little bit of this, right? Like swords make like metal swooshy noises and the, like the, the uh, sledgehammer makes more of like a deep, like whoosh. And then the, the, what do you call it? Is it the Naginata? It's like the big spear. Yeah. yeah the, the big, I, that's not, no, that's not it, but I know yeah, the, the, the big spear thing with, it's like a thing. It's like a big spear thing. Um, You know, that, that makes like a sort of, deeper metally noise right so like they obviously thought about oh these things should sound a little bit different when they move because they're they're very different weapons but then they didn't like they did like the minimum amount of work to deliver on that idea like oh well, the sledgehammer sounds different than the rapier and it's like yeah and 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 like what does that information give me like do they sound really different it's like no they just sound a little different oh but but like in a way that like supports the gameplay right no <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Did, it, did everybody just like want to take an early lunch and then miss their bus back to the <laughs> office? Like, what happened there? So, I think the I know you didn't really watch a whole lot of Parks and Recreation. Did you ever see the episode where they um, go to see the animal control agency? Negative. So basically, um, they they go to visit the where animal control 
like the Department of Animal Control. And they are all stoners that stoners stoners, you know, <laughs> like they are like, you know, and they, they, to be fair, the actors do a really amazing job because you know, like, some people are always like, what, you know, whatever. But like they do a great job of like, you know, they, they're just they, they literally at one point there's like a, a I think a possum or a raccoon like in the area. Right. And they go like. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we got a really bad, you know, vermin problem. We keep calling animal control, but, you know, nobody picks up the phone. It's like, you, you're the people that you would call, you know? <laughs> so maybe that was like the sound team, you know, like they just assumed that they were like in this like sound studio, like doing like all sorts of stuff. And then, you know, like they were like, all righty, man, time to ship this. And they open it up and this giant cloud of like, you know, smoke just comes billowing out. And they're like, what have you guys been doing? It's like, oh man, just, you know, we've been, we've been grooving on some tunes and it's like for, for the video game, right? Oh, the what man, dude, you just, you gotta, you gotta relax, you know? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, sh- we gotta do something. I don't know. Five generic noises. Just ship it. It's gotta go. It's gotta go. Yeah. Wait, and I, I think I find it particularly egregious uh, because it's a lost opportunity, but then that egregiousness is taken to a whole other level because it's square like it's square man like squaresoft does not phone in most things that they do right and so when you're you're used to dealing with a production company and a development shop that like pretty consistently knocks it out of the park and so when they do fall that fall from grace is from a really high up cloud you know and yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 it's from a high up cloud and then they fall through a squall those are final fantasy yep. jokes <laughs> oh. so nice you're just like i don't care <laughs> yeah, i thought it was a pot joke because you know they were like on a high up cloud yeah no well it could be both and then it's an even smarter joke but <laughs> that that's part of like because so much of my childhood was owned by square like that's why it's just that the insult to injury is just like oh man you you all had a, a great opportunity here and i know you know better like you of all people i know i i i trusted you man like i trusted you (laughs) but uh with all that said uh mechanics gameplay yeah i mean can we the very first thing we have to talk about is how you move in this world and specifically jumping do you want to describe for people how you jump in this game uh I, i will i will let you describe how we jump because um if not for you, I would not have known that one could jump. So, because I, I literally, you know, because one of the things you had said to me is you're like, oh man, there's just these these huge worlds that you can explore. I'm like, I can shuffle step around. <laughs> you're like, well, I mean, you hit L1 to disengage and run around, which I cannot imagine how infuriating that would have been in a versus match when you're just trying to, to piss off the guy that you're playing with. Like, that must have been obnoxious, but it's our our... One, it, right? yeah, no, you can't remember because it's it's the worst kind of button combination. And th- this is something that obviously when they went to a controller, you know, Super Nintendo controller had two whole less buttons than a PlayStation controller. So when they added on those two extra buttons, they were like, well, we got to do something with all these. What are we going to do with all these buttons? Let's make needlessly complicated inputs. So the way you jump is not R2 plus R1. It's R2 and then immediately R1, right? So you right. you you don't do like one button then the second button, it's like one and, right? And it's just you, 
think about every modern game you've ever played. How many of them make you do controller inputs like that? I bet it's close to, if not exactly zero, because that is a horrible way to input commands onto a controller. It's just, it's clunky, it's awkward, it is not discoverable, because you're never going to just do that. And even in a fighting game where you have to do things like full circle back forward A, right? Like where that's like a normal thing. Those are like true points on the directional pad, right? Like you're going through your your points of the compass to do that same kind of quick sequence of movements between shoulder buttons, not even face buttons, but shoulder buttons is like unheard of and and i I hate to do this because someone's gonna make me look like a total moron but please if anybody can can give me an example of a well-regarded modern game game made in the last 10 years a well-regarded modern game that uses these kinds of controls that isn't like guitar hero i would really like to hear it because i literally cannot think of any other game where you have to do this sort of like slide off of one button onto another to complete a single action, right? Like in Mega Man yeah. X, if you want to like jump and fire at the same time, you do that thing with your thumb where you use like the pad mm-hmm. of your thumb for one button and the joint of your thumb for the other button. But that's not, it's not jump and shoot. It's jumping right. and shooting. If if right. every time you jumped, you had to do that pad of the thumb thing, it, it'd be terrible. Like it'd be totally yeah. untenable. And guess what? Jumping in this game is horrible because of the way you do it. Why couldn't it just be one button? Why not just R2? Yeah. Nothing wrong with yeah, R2. Fine. No. Especially when followed with D2. Now actually you asked for um a a well regarded game, a well regarded modern game that, that did that. And um Luigi's Mansion. I am kidding because Luigi's Mansion is not well regarded. <laughs> Boom <laughs> Thought we were done with Luigi's Mansion Burns. Nah, man. We're never done with Luigi's Mansion Burns because fuck that game for no reason whatsoever. I was, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I know you, you don't <laughs> listen to a ton of podcasts, which is fine. But I always wonder, like, do people believe that those messages go out to real individuals or do they just think we're like friendless losers <laughs> we're like pretending we have like a secret message we're sending out to people. They're like, nah, there's no way these guys have friends. Like, there's just, no, there's just no way. But I mean, at this point, like, like originally I was crapping all over Luigi's mansion, you know, to be vindictive. Now it's become like something where I like, it's almost like an appeal to uh, a tradition where it's just kind of like, I don't know, man, like I don't care for Luigi's mansion now just simply because I've, decided that i don't Do you, and you mean like and a hatfield anchoring effect, the mccoys like it's just like well we've just been feuding with luigi's mansion for generations yeah and because of the anchoring and backfire effects <laughs> because of both of those logical fallacies you'd be hard pressed to change my mind at this point <laughs> but uh yeah no that is that is banana pants ridiculous um so <laughs> uh, i do have i do have here um you know, one guy has a gun. I do want to just <laughs> this is this is really petty, but I just really want to make sure I get it in here because, like, so okay, actually no, let's 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 ease into this. Shh, no, let's all let's all just calm down. So let's talk about one hit one hit kills, right? So I think that that is a very interesting choice because again, it is it is very realistic, right? Like I mean, like you know, um, there and it's not necessarily a, a bad choice. Like for example, um, one of the things I always think is very interesting in like games like Dungeons and Dragons, right. <laughs> is that, you know, 
and and some games tried to like I actually played a game that didn't do this, which was um, you know, in Dungeons and Dragons, you hit as hard when you've got full hit points as you do when you got one hit point, you know? Yeah, yeah there, like, there's no depletion of ability. Correct. Whereas most humans, when I have one hit point left and I am just clinging barely to the threads of life, I am not going to lay you out quite as much as I did when I was like full rested and I had my Wheaties that morning. Um, that being said, I did play a game one at one point where um, they did account for that. They is were like, you know, five rings? I think by- yeah, remember that? Yeah, game? I remember it being frustrating because eventually you just fell into this death spiral where it was like, oh, yes. I'm bleeding out. And so I'm just eventually going to die. And now I have to watch my character die slowly. Exactly. Because the thing is that, you know, when when it when it's the all is lost moment, when you're really just scabbed, like so little life left, like that's when you want to be hitting the hardest because that's makes the best story, you know, because it's like there I was with one hit point left beset by Denzians of hell on all sides. <laughs> and then I, you know, like rolled two criticals and dealt three hit points of damage because, again, you know, it, no, that's not fun. So um, so this game does go for realism right and at first i was very I, immediately i was like oh this is this is the five rings because you know you you go in there and you're like there is no you know oh man like i, I really took it on the chin for a while but then i made this stellar comeback like you can't do any of that but then when you said to me that you're like oh man it's it's perfect for grudge matches right i was like Okay, now that is interesting because what you said specifically was um, if you try to do something, you know, really creative or aggressive and the other and you fail and then the other person capitalizes on it, that's it. And then that coupled with a fast cycle time can actually make it make it good and interesting. Um, and, and the, you did the cycle some... time in versus mode, we should say, is basically instant. Correct. And that's and that's important. It was more frustrating when I was going through story mode and the cycle time wasn't as quick because, you know, like you have to die and then you have to go through continue and then you have to go through their animation again and 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 and. and. But so initially I had this as a note of like, you know, no, seriously, what 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 is with this one hit one kill stuff? But then like you swayed me and I'm like, okay, this is this isn't inherently bad. I I still don't care for it just because I like the idea of like, you know, like you take it on the chin, you take it on the chin. Like, like who doesn't like, you know, in smash brothers when you're at like 175% for like a full minute while you're just slowly working the other person up and then you knock them off of the level, you know, like that's, that's satisfying. But that being said, I do think that this has its place. And I think in versus mode, they do the correct things mechanically to backfills to make it usable. I think in story mode, it falls flat, but again, in they, they, I don't, think they really ever wanted you to play story mode no not a lot anyway and i think uh they wanted in a world where the hitbox is not just fundamentally broken right i mean in a world where the hitbox is not fundamentally broken one rabbit um (laughs) (laughs) exactly nobody saw that non sequitur coming so now they're just like is there an entire genre of action movies i know nothing about um, no, but that, but if they if they had watched our jumping jack jumping flash episode, then they would have gotten it. <laughs> um, also, you don't really watch audio podcasts typically, but anyway, well, we <laughs> we are on YouTube, so you could stare at us uh, in the cover art for ninety minutes if you were truly bored. 
but you could also just listen and get more or less the same experience. So if you've been doing the watching, I recommend trying just the listening. Unlike Bushido Blade, there's audio the whole time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, I think if the, the hitbox was not just, I mean, bad, it's bad, right? It's it's bad. Uh, then the, the damage mechanic, because you can have uh, one of your arms crippled, right? And then you, you don't use both arms to hold two-handed weapons. Uh, you can have your legs crippled, which prevents you from running at all or like quick dashing, you know, side to side or forward and back. Um, and then... Uh, I guess that's it. I guess there's legs, arm, and then anything else is is a death shot. Um, but if the those hitboxes were more reliable, where you either reliably blocked, reliably got a kill shot, or reliably got a, a crippling shot, then it wouldn't feel like there's quite as much randomness, right? So the cycle time in, in story mode would be a little bit more forgivable because when you died, it wouldn't always feel like well you know god just plays dice with the universe right you it would be like oh i screwed up or they they got me or i tried something silly and it didn't quite work out but because that's not the case the cycle time in the story mode feels unacceptably long because you're just like ah, i died and i don't really know if it was my fault or if the game is just broken and now i can't rush in and stab this guy to death because of the dishonor mechanic that's never conveyed to the user and you just have to know about. Whereas in versus mode, there's no story and there's no dishonor mechanic, so you just throw crap at the wall and see what sticks. And then if it doesn't work out, you just boom rematch and you're back at it. The level does never unloads. The characters just pop right back to reality. So it's the the cycle time is designed for the versus mode and and then there's just also unfortunately a story mode and they didn't, <laughs> they didn't think about how the cycle time behaves in that mode and then uh so so just to to touch on the thing i was i was talking about before so there's a guy with a gun <laughs> um so yes there is <laughs> when when you when you have a system that is one hit one kill i swear to god i thought i was getting pranked like i mean you know because like I'm playing this game and I'm like, oh well, one hit, one kill, and like the the hitbox is a little clunky, and you know, like already all this sort of stuff. And this guy like comes in with a gun and like, okay, and then he just shot and killed me. And and so right as it happened, like you know, it's this is all happening in slow motion for me as I'm like reeling emotionally from like this series of events, and like I'm sitting there like I'm like, it's it's this to be like a set piece, you know, like there's no way you win. And then they're like, continue, and I was like, I. I guess, and they put me up again, and I shot again. And I was like, "Oh, apparently, I have to like actively deal with this because I literally brought a sword to a gunfight, <laughs> you know." And and so then, then the thing happened to put me over the edge, where I was like, "No, no, no, this far, no further." Which was, I swung down. I took my, you know, like I just immediately ran in and I brought down my katana, like the forceful smiting of the heavens upon his head, and using his gun, he blocked me. <laughs> And then I got upset because I was like, I'm going to need you to take a minute and explain to me exactly what the hell just happened here. And then, and then he shot me again, which kind of bummed me out. Because, well, you know what the problem is in, in that story, you were the villain. He's the hero, which is why he was able to block your sword with his like Walther or whatever. <laughs> oh no, it's um, you know, it's what it's it's like that German handgun that like the villains in old movies always have, like the the with the thin black barrel. 
it, it's a super stereotypical kind of handgun for a villain to use. But right, I, I, it's a Malawan, right? I, this, did you just make that up? That sounds made up. No, no, man. Malawan is the one hundred percent manufacturer of all elemental based weapons in Borderlands. Ah, uh, then yes. <laughs> yeah, so, I it's mean, a Malawan. I, it's either Malawan or Dahl, man. C- calling you know? it made up was not totally off base. <laughs> All words are made up. Yes, everything. It's all hard determinism. So, <laughs> it's, it's hard to determinism all the way down. So, so yeah. In in his story, you were just the villain, which is why he success. He's Indiana Jones, and you're the moron in the the market with with the saber. Who's all like, "Ooh, look at me! I've got a saber!" And then he just shoots you because he has a cold. Yeah, a cold forty five. Cold, but yes. Oh. Maybe it may, yeah, but yeah, so, uh, no, this is true. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just, I couldn't, I needed to share my story of just being completely dumbfounded when like, cause I really do feel that cinematically when he blocked my character just full on, like, like dumbfoundedly was staring at him, dropped his sword and guard and then got shot. And I was like, no, that, that was fair because I was just like, what, what just happened? <laughs> um, all that being said, I think that that for me, and I don't know if this is if this is just me being frustrated or what what or what, but um, I felt that the responsiveness of the controls was really slow. You know, they're, like they're they're like, mushy. They're really mushy. Like Castlevania slow. You know, like there there was almost a, I almost felt like there may have been like a deliberate delay between like when you push a button and when you know. It takes a minute for your whip to fire up. You know, like I, I agree. It's not I agree. quite that long, but it feels pretty. Well, bad. I agree with what you're saying in in principle, like the way it impacts the experience. My disagreement is that it feels mushy to me, like like the way a sloth in a cartoon moves, where everything is just impossibly slow, right? Because mm-hmm. Castlevania has a delay, but then once the thing happens, it is instantaneous, right? It's super fast right. after the delay, but there's there's a period of nothingness and then a period of instantaneous movement. Whereas this feels just more like, all right, I'm going to swing this sword at you and I'm going to chop you so hard. Yeah. It's that that's the feeling I get from it. But the end result I, we do agree on, which is just you push a button and then nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is again, in, in there are some games where you can, you can have that kind of delay, you know, but I think second, maybe to bullet hell games, fighting games are ones where you really need to have those like twitch reflexes, you know, to where like it needs to be, it needs to be very responsive. Um, that being said, one thing I do want to say that, that I really, really want to make sure that we p- touch on is the variability of the combat. If you can get the hitbox together and get the slow things to actually react and, 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 and if, if you get past all that, there is a wide variation in combat types and styles, you know, like because each character has their own style. Each weapon they can equip then has a style associated with that. And then there's there's two different forms for each person where there's like a high and low or there, there may be three. Yeah, there, I, there's, I on, there's high. There... You start in medium and then you can go up one or down one. OK, I, I think I only played with the going up one, mm. but um. But yeah, so I mean, like, that is awesome if you can ever get it to work. But, like, the fact that they did that is really cool. Yeah. 
and and you can tell so that there's um there's a thing called like rock paper scissors gameplay right where it's like this thing beats that thing and that thing beats this right. other thing right and so the, like that's a, a really well understood framework in game design is you know this this is best against that that's best against this other thing and you can do you know many uh iterations of that um and i think that's what they were hoping for right mm-hmm. it's like oh uh you know high of this weapon is best against low of this other weapon so like if if you i'm just gonna make crap up now if you have the sledgehammer and they have the rapier and they go into the low stance you go into the high stance and you cave their skull in in one swing right like that's i think that's what they were going for because the the high medium and low are dramatically different because then you have uh you know triangle is your high attack circle is your medium attack and square or uh, x is your low attack and then square is blocked, but it doesn't seem to do anything. And uh, each of these stances has three very different versions, or I should say there's three based on each stance, you know, very different versions of each attack. And so it really feels like they're trying to get you to execute on that and be like, oh, okay, uh, they've dropped their guard, which means if I come in with a straight thrust, they're going to be able to block it really easy with a little parry, but if I come in overhead, I'll have the advantage, but they might stab me through the stomach, right? So it's, it's a it's a sure kill if I hit them, but it's risky if they attack first. And and like, but not like I'm speculating about all of that because none of it feels like that that's actually what happened. Sometimes something kills them and then sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes it does again. And then it doesn't for like days and days of playing. So you stop doing it and then it's just like you try other random things and then they work and then sometimes they don't like there just isn't enough consistency in the hitbox to let you start to work out those patterns so right again huge lost opportunity right like oh they clearly thought about this kind of rock paper scissors you know sledgehammer beats rapier sort of thing and then the execution is just terrible just terrible Yes. No. It, it, instead of being like a well honed, you know, rock paper scissors match where you know, like somebody plays rock and somebody plays scissors, it's instead like the guy who pulled scissors on me in the parking lot of the rock paper scissors <laughs> contest and stabbed me in the leg. And <laughs> you know, like it's a uh, yeah. It's it's just it's one of those things where you know they they again really really great idea right and very <laughs> I feel like this is one of those things I say this a fair amount at work where it's just like that is when somebody says like oh man we need to do like x y and z and i'm like you know and x y and z i'm sitting there thinking it i'm just like well that's about fifty thousand dollars and about a hundred to two hundred man hours you know like we should do that and i'm like really that's ambitious you know and that's Mm. like your nice way of saying like that that's completely unrealistic and never going to happen you know like so I feel like a lot of this game, you know, like especially, but especially like we're like, all right, we're going to have seven different fighters. Okay. No, that's cool. And we're going to have seven different weapons. All right. Well, okay. So that means you now have to create 49 different fighting styles. Well, no, no, because there's going to be a high, medium and low for each one. So you then need to create a hundred <laughs> and basically 150 fighting styles. It's like, well, yeah, it's like, so that means that what you're telling me is that, and each one has a high, medium, and low thing, right? Yes. So that means I have to create 
450 different animations and each one has to be like perfect like where where's your hitbox where's this where's that so it's no wonder the hitbox is fuzzy as hell i mean like most of the time they're just kind of like okay you've got seven fighters each of them can do a high medium and low a lot of the times they're exactly the same you know so it's like well we can spend a lot of time on hitbox instead like they said well what if instead of the normal 100 animations we did 450 it's like no i can't do that in fact, I'm going to have to pull the entire sound team just to get up to 300. <laughs> you know? no, no music at all in this game. But but the hitbox is really good. Uh... I didn't say that, you know. That's what they did. That's what happened. Is that basically they pulled the entire team into making all of these animations that they had to make for the, the scope of this game. And then they're like, oh, my God. We haven't even programmed the hitbox to pull the sound team. So the sound team programmed the hitbox. And then, and then, and then, like, you know, the sound teams, you know, 17 year old, you know, about to graduate high school, like, you know, son or daughter came in and was like, and he was just like, hey, remember that like one game I made a while ago? Well, just, just, just redo this. This is an internship. You're lucky. Do this. You know, you know, uh, is it, um, Billy Madison when he gives the rousing speech and, and it's like total, yeah. So I'm, ima- yeah, where it's like, like, that's the dumbest thing anybody ever, has ever yeah. said. We are all dumber for having heard it. <laughs> I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Like <laughs> I'm imagining the the you know composer who's a brilliant musician and and always identifies with the theme and tone of a game, you know, connecting the music to it in a way that moves players being brought in to do the hitbox programming and it turns over the code and is like it turns out this was exactly like writing music that I, I could feel all of my skills as a composer just coming through when I had to program the hitbox. And then, you know, the play tester sitting down with their original PlayStation controllers with no analog sticks and just being like, yeah, it turns out it's nothing like writing music. It's not, it's not at all. So now our game has no hitbox and no music. So, uh, artistic choice on the music, I guess, but artistic choice on no hitbox. I feel like people are going to expect a functioning hitbox. Yeah, exactly. Instead of spending the time, you know, making a really functioning hitbox, they just spent five days strung out on Yayo and just like, <laughs> just you know, did their did their best. I, I really, I okay. So we've spent a lot of time crapping on the hitbox, um, but the more we crap on it, the more sure I am that fixing that one thing would overhaul the game completely. Because there are so many interesting ideas, right? The fact that you can run mm-hmm. away from your opponent and literally like run to a different screen and you can jump and climb and you can uh, you can like cripple them. And like there's there's spots with like low lying evils, uh, like little, you know, recesses and you can bring an opponent in there and then cripple them and then you can jump out and then they're trapped, right? You have to eventually murder them because otherwise the game won't progress. But like, that they thought of a lot of interesting things and and the the artistic choice with the no music and and one hit kills and the the you know varied weapons and varied you know the high medium low stance thing that mixes up the combat style like but if but like the hitbox dude like if <laughs> none, none of this matters like that is the linchpin of a fighting game is when does the button press result in them dying or me not dying in a way that makes the game enjoyable like those that if that question doesn't have a good answer, 
then you don't have a good fighting game. Like you just don't, no matter how many other aspirational things you try. Um, before we get to what was basically just given away as my conclusion, uh, I, I do, I do feel like I need to throw a shout out to one of the craziest experiments, uh, because this game has some other like alternate modes and, and that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, one of them is a POV mode. Did you mess with that at all? I, 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 I didn't. Okay. Um, so it's it's exactly what it sounds like. So imagine playing this game from, you know, Doom Guy's perspective. Mm-hmm. So your weapon is like out in front of you, which means it's like right in the middle of the screen, depending on what weapon you're using. And if you like get knocked on your back, like the camera is now showing you the sky because it's point of view mode. If you are on your back and you roll half the time you see the ground because you're facing straight down. Like it is a literal, like as if your head does not turn and it is fixed forward, totally strict point of view mode. And I think it's interesting in this, you know, fairly realistic compared to other fighting games, this fairly realistic world where they wanted to like make it feel more intense to let you play in this first person perspective where they are coming right at you with their sledgehammer or their sword or their whatever. Um, the interactions between you and the outside world are made so much harder because of how clunky the hitbox is that they literally have to shove a blue, like featureless model of the player character into the top right corner so that you can tell which like are you in the high stance or the medium stance or the low stance are you on your back are you climbing a wall like the pov mode conveys information so poorly that they have to shove the third person camera into the pov mode and it's just nice i I feel like at some point someone should have said okay this pov mode is a really cool idea it fits the idea thematic or the the game thematically. We don't want to make the entire game in first person, but it would be cool to have an alternate mode. Let's bring it up to just below the minimum level of polish, where we literally have to ship the entire third person view of the character inside of the first person view just to make it even playable. Should that have set somebody's alarm bells off and been like, maybe we just don't ship this mode since we didn't find a way to make it work? You see, that really smacks to me, though, of like a, a, a team lead, an exec, somebody like that saying like, oh, we I saw this in a video game. This is really cool. We should have this, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, so th- wouldn't like, it be cool if and then it just yeah. never went all the way through development and polish? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then they were just kind of like, well, we have to add this. So they just added it in and then it kind of did the it did exactly what it was always going to do. Yeah. But. That being said, um, I just bated breath, man. Did it? Did it hold up? No, and <laughs> and so this is we, we've played a lot of games that I felt like didn't hold up. Um, the thing that makes this game special in my heart of its total inability to hold up is I actually had a fairly decent time playing this game, and I know you didn't. And talking to you about it, you know, now and like our, our little bit of stuff and like the pre-show and have me literally having to clear stuff up for you to make the game even playable. Like, I was like, wow, this is, this is like the most aware of my nostalgia goggles I've ever been <laughs> because 
I can see it's it's like uh you remember like trendy sunglasses that were like really small like matrix style like really little frames mm-hmm. where you, you, they don't protect your eyes at all like that's mm-hmm. how I feel playing this game and talking to anyone about it who didn't play it as like a 12 year old is like I can tell I'm looking at it through my rose colored glasses but I'm also perfectly aware of what it looks like without the glasses because the glasses are so small <laughs> I yep. can see around it and and that's it's a weird feeling to be like I know this is a pile of garbage and even worse as my game's literacy and my understanding of game design has gotten so much better since I was a kid I'm way more aware of all of its shortcomings than I certainly was then but my nostalgia goggles it's it's like a zero sum like even though I know all the things that are wrong with it I kind of still could have a good time like I, I wish we had been able to like you and I had been able to play this more two player. Cause I did get to play the, the verses a little bit, but like, I think I might've been able to like, let you bask in my reflective glow a little bit. <laughs> if, if we, cause you would have been like lines seems to be having an okay time. Maybe this game is okay. And like, you would have gotten like a contact nostalgia goggles, <laughs> but or, I just, or we would have, or we would have revisited our ability to grapple one another. One or the other. <laughs> this is terrible. Stop making me play this. Why? Yeah. So the, yeah, I mean, no, it, I think, it's just it's full nostalgia. I mean, just just absolute full nostalgia goggles. You, you know what it is? It's it, this. This is it's Dragon Ball Z, man. <laughs> you know, where it's just like people ask me all the time, like it's a, they're like, you know, like oh yeah, you know, like it's like something, something, something Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, oh man, I loved Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Like I watched it. You know, I like my friends. I would go into the pool and like pretend to power up and like wail on each other. It was amazing. It's like should I check it out? Oh God, no. <laughs> No, no, no. And like, and I'll still go back and watch it and love it, you know, but it's like, should I check it out? No, 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 man. It's uh, unless, unless you're 16 years old, don't, don't, don't bother. And that's why people are like, have you checked out Dragon Ball Super? I'm like, well, it's either going to be just like Dragon Ball or it's either going to be different than Dragon Ball, in which case it's not Dragon Ball, or it's going to be exactly the same. And I'm not 16 anymore. So no. Well, and Um, it's so like, it's, it's not my Dragon Ball, right? Like, this isn't my yeah. Star Wars. This isn't my whatever, right? And that's... Yeah. I would love to know if there's a game in this genre that executes on this stuff well, because I don't mm-hmm. play a ton of fighting games. So maybe there's tons of first-person arena fighting games with freeform movement in a variety of combat styles that's, like, got a good hitbox, and I've just never heard of it. So, I mean... Kirby's Epic Yarn. That's the one. Yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm gonna there go it pick it up. But, yeah, so, um, so yeah, so for me as well. I mean, obviously nostalgia goggles, and I felt bad because I, I literally I was like going into this one, I was like, you know, Lions rec- like recommended it, you know, um, recommended we play it, and I think the last like three PlayStation games that we've done, it, it've been like, yeah, you need nostalgia goggles, yeah, you need nostalgia goggles, and I'm like. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a good shake, and then like literally like five minutes in, I, I was like, I don't, this isn't looking good, man. <laughs> We're going down. So, so uh, that's fair. But I, I, okay. So, PlayStation games don't all they don't all shake out. I think, you know, you had your little foray with the guy with the gun. If you want to play a good PlayStation game that has a guy with a gun, we should play Metal Gear Solid. Oh yeah, we should totally play Metal Gear, man. We should play Metal that Gear. Sounds awesome. Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear came out in like yeah, Metal 1986 Gear. or something. Uh, yeah, no, we should. I, I agree completely. Metal Gear, it is. Metal Gear Solid. 
Metal Gear. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile You realize again What you've lost for a while You're gonna think back much less On how you saved the day Than on all The experience gained At the end of it all Gamers play what we play Okay, everyone, don't tell Lions, but we are totally just going to play Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Solid. It's going to be hilarious, but shh, don't tell them. Big secret. Big reveal.